The Roundtable. Brought to you by The Simple Investor, making the world of real estate investment simple. The Free-For-All Roundtable, round one. Let's introduce the panel. Round one today consists of People's Voice Award winner James Laidlaw, MPP for the Liberals at Queen's Park, Yvonne Baker, Jerry Agar is here from the Jerry Agar Show, and Christy Blatchford from the National Post. Good Wednesday morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. Uh, who wants to go first on this business? Jerry, I imagine you might have something to say. Well, I don't know what the topic is yet. All right. Um, hats on hats on cats. <laughs> <laughs> Report on the front page of the Star today finds that, sure, it was a great idea. We freezed the wages of managers in the provincial civil service in 2009, and now we have to pay out lump sums because some of them are making less than the people they supervise. Uh well, I, yeah, that just means that all of them are making too much money. Uh, this is an average of $14,700 as a raise. Everybody who in the last five years got more than $14,700 in increase in pay can be okay with this. The rest of us, not so much. They already earn something like 20% more in each of these jobs than they would be paid if they were in the private sector. So no tears from me for their situation from before. Some of these people make $300,000 a year. Yeah, I'm a big uh, believer that good people need uh, good pay, and if you're going to pay with peanuts, you're going to get elephants. Uh, you cannot simply have an indefinite pay freeze. It just doesn't work that way. Oh, you really? They, yeah. you, you, maybe, do you work in the private sector? I sure do. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm and everybody's just getting huge raises all the time, aren't they? Yeah, nobody's getting employed uh, in my business, or no, nobody's getting a raise in my business. Okay, yeah. but then well, why I, then in, in the public sector is it all of a sudden they don't have to put up with the economy? Well, the rest of us do, but they don't. Yeah, is well, it because their hydro bills are high? <laughs> yeah, their hydro bills are high too, but... So it, it, good people will leave. Let's turn it over uh, to the fine. guy who actually has his finger on some of the them. buttons. Then, uh, Yvonne Baker, this is your government. Yeah, so let me provide some context around this. Oh, first of all, okay, because spin. Some of the, we don't some want of, that. No, no, it's not spin. Yeah, I mean, sure it just, is, but go yeah, ahead. Just, just some basic facts so, so the people are clear. First of all, these are the public servants. These are not the elected folks, first of all. These are the people who, as a career, serve the public in health care and education and everything else. Some of these folks are managing tens of thousands, in some cases hundreds of thousands of people. If you think about the person, one of the people impacted would be the Deputy Minister of Health. He's responsible for our entire health care system. And you want to make sure, as, as James was saying, that you attract the best people and retain the best people for this because if you have a good person at the top, that trickles down to pe the service people get on the ground. Mm -hmm. The, the way government is running, we already so don't have the, the best thing, people. Jerry, the other thing, Jerry, is you know I'm a business guy, I'm a finance guy. And so I can tell you that over the past seven years during this pay freeze, a tremendous amount of money has been saved to the Treasury, right? So, but what, what's happened what? is a lot of money what? has been saved because of the pay freeze. But, but if you want to be able to, we've realized now that the most senior people, or there's, a, there's the facts are that the most senior people in some cases are getting paid less than the people who report to them. And as a result, we can't retain or attract those mm -hmm. people. And if we can't do that, we can't deliver the health care and education that people want. So You're we're doing a slight, we're doing a slight <laughs> catch up. We've still saved a lot of money, but we're doing a slight catch-up so that oh, we can oh, deliver so the services. So we don't really save the money then. We just pay it later. We saved a lot of it. No, we're just paying it later. This, no, uh, we're not paying uh, it later, Jerry. It's, Christy, we're saving a lot down. of it. Well, I'm kind of in the middle on this one because I think that you should pay good people well. I've always thought that. I believe strongly in a merit system, which I believe there's some talk of a return to in the public service. I don't think you can expect people to go without any pay increase for seven years, which is what this has been. However... I think you're, you're asking for trouble from the voters when you say that some deputy ministers and very senior people are going to be getting a 35% increase, up to a 35% increase. That is far too much. No one gets that kind of increase anymore, anywhere except in the ranks of the public service. And 
you don't want to further, you know, that we always talk about the 1% and the 99% or the haves and haves not, but the real haves now are the people in the public service with their benefits and pensions, and the have-nots are everyone else. So, you know, exacerbate that gap, I think it's your peril. Uh, decision was made yesterday on pipelines. I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of all of this. Actually, I just want to take a quick pulse if anybody, if this is rocking your world. I mean, James Laidlaw, uh, the Huffington Post <clears throat> called it Kinder Surprise, which was a cute uh, headline. But I don't think it comes as that much of a surprise. We're going to build some pipelines because, hey, we all use oil. Well, it's headlines right now because of what's happening in the U.S., right? It's Standing Rock. So From my perspective, I'd like to know a little bit more about both sides. I think on one side, you know that we need economic growth, and the oil sands does that. You need to provide good jobs for people. And on the other hand, you want to make sure that you got clean and safe delivery of those resources. Um, So it's not a surprise that it's happening, but I definitely want to make sure that you know we don't wind up with a standing rock scenario here in Canada. Yeah. Well, what I don't get is uh, some of the same people who are complaining in Toronto about these bomb trains uh, going through which yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, bomb trains are complaining about pipelines. Well, if you're going to use oil, you got to get it somewhere. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. you should just be using wind power. Shame on you, John. We got plenty of access to that right <laughs> yeah, here. We'll just hook this show up. Um, I I agree with uh, James that you want it to be clean and safe, so then you're at pipelines. Pipelines are the cleanest, safest way to do it. What's going on at Standing Rock has nothing to do with pipelines not being good. It's just political action by um, uh, an activist group that's uh, on whose land the pipeline does not travel, by the way. Yeah, and this is this is fundamental to you know the economy in Canada, especially out west in Alberta, right? So the current pipelines are almost at capacity. If we don't build additional pipelines, what's ultimately going to happen is is that they'll have to ship the oil in mm-hmm. another way, and that means shipping it by truck or by rail, which has a greater uh, carbon footprint, more emissions, and also it's less safe, right? Right. I mean, and, and if it's a bomb train and it goes off near the Summerhill Liquor Store, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so a uh, city engineer apparently thinks we need to rethink the Gardner Expressway. We talked to. City Councilor Jack Layton a little while ago. He's in favor of reopening. What did I say? Jack Layton. All right. We talked to Jack Layton, city councilor, who said he's in favor of reopening the debate. John Tory writes this off as the 21 people who lost the first vote just trying to get their licks in. Our recommendation is to go back to a more conventional design bid build project. $2.3 billion is what we estimate the, the project to cost. No matter what decision is made, no matter by how big a margin at City Council, there are always those who want to reopen them, usually the people who are on the losing end of the vote. Honestly, Christy, I call these zombie debates. It's exhausting. It's just, or, you know, when just when you think Jamie Lee Curtis has killed the bad guy, he sits up with a knife in his head. I know. It's unbelievable. Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm deaf to any more discussion about this. I think many people feel the same way. Um, Enough. We're plowing ahead with some of this stuff. Half the city is under construction. It means that in five years, the roads will be better. The services will be better. So we have to suck it up in the interim, I'm afraid. Just build it, build it, build it. You know, when I was a kid, I watched a great deal of Star Trek. And I imagine a lot of you did that as well. But when the chief engineer stands up and says, I think I got a better idea, you're supposed to listen to him, right? That's the one thing. <laughs> politicians that make these decisions, <laughs> politicians that make these decisions are not experts. And when the person who's your deputy chief of engineer or director of engineering says, I think I got a better idea, we should probably take five minutes and, l- and hear him out. Okay, but where was he two years ago, three years ago? I mean, that's the problem, is that somebody always steps Mm -hmm. up uh, with yet another idea that apparently they couldn't have a couple of years ago. If he's the engineer and is supposed to know all of this, uh, 
A, was was he asked, and, and if uh, not, why not? And B, why didn't he step up anyway? You, Too late. Maybe he did. Too late. I, Sit down know. and shut up. Yeah, and, I, and okay. I'm, a little, I'm a little bit with Jerry on this, too, in that, you know, why has the number, has the cost estimate changed so drastically just recently after the decision was made? I don't know if that's an engineering issue or if that's somebody else, but that's one concern I have about this. And the second thing is, may, I don't know, but maybe the engineer is speaking from his perspective in terms of the budget that he's been allocated. Maybe he doesn't see the broader financial picture. That's not his area of expertise. We just got to be careful mm -hmm. and over interpreting what the engineer is saying. Ultimately, it's the mayor and council who are responsible for the budget, and so they're the ones who should decide whether the resources are there. But unlike well done, Star Trek... I, I like the idea of listening to Scotty down in engineering. <laughs> yeah, but unlike Scotty, he won't get it done in half the time. That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. won't. Uh, Christy, what do you make of this story? If you read into it, it's this uh, former cop who was uh, wounded on the job. He has PTSD, so he's got a service dog. And he recounts this trip into the city where three times he and his wife could not get a cab because of the service dog. It amazes me that this is still happening. Yeah, it amazes me too, but there are an awful lot of cab drivers who don't like dogs in their cars, um, that's for sure. Uh, the problem is it's not me or you bringing a dog. It's somebody who actually needs the dog to keep him calm, to, you know, manage his PTSD and if anybody deserved not deserved but earned his PTSD it's this guy I mean my god what he went through he was shot multiple times and survived and you have to do it it's the law service dogs are allowed if you don't want to let service dogs into your taxi then you should give up your taxi driving license there's a certain extra level of shamelessness Jerry that a lot of my blind friends can't see that the cabs are declining to pick them up yeah they no, have to have a friend spot for them because of the dog yeah okay um, there used to be a situation when people felt more comfortable about hitchhiking, and you'd have a couple hitchhiking, so the guy would hide in the ditch, and the girl would stand out there with her thumb out, and the car would stop, and then he'd come out of the ditch, and they'd get in the car. And so uh, that's what you need to do. Hide the dog, and then when the, when the car stops, you just, oop, oh, we've got Fido here, too. Thanks for stopping. <laughs> to me, uh, frankly, uh, to me, this is unacceptable, right? These people rely on these dogs, um, and I think, to me, it's reprehensible that people aren't picking them up. Just as good, decent human beings and citizens in this city, they should pick them up, first of all, just just for that reason. Second reason is, I think any business, whether you're a cab or whether you're an, an Uber driver, um, you got to think about your reputation, your business. And this is just one of those things that I think tarnishes the, the, the taxi's reputation and, and hurts their business in the long run. So if I was the cab companies, I'd get, be getting on top of this and making sure none of this stuff happens again. Do you folks ever need to go to a cinema again? Warner Brothers is looking at options where you'd pay a premium, pretty significant one, but you could watch all the big blockbusters from the comfort of your own home. James? That significant premium is not going to dissuade the piracy uh, business. So uh, I, I don't think this is going to work. I love uh, going to first-run movies in the theater. As I like taking the kids. Uh, you know, all the new superhero Marvel movies are fantastic. We usually make a point of going to see, uh, you know, we like to support the smaller theaters, the Humber Theater, for example. We go there a lot. Um, and it, it, we make an outing of it, and it's fun. Uh, I just don't see the same. I don't get the same impact from watching it at home. You know um, why, James? Because you're a social creature, and you like the company yeah. of others, yeah. and that's why I like going. You know, I go for first-run movies usually, or hard-to-see ones. Uh, don't go as much as I used to, but that's because I'm crazy busy. But I still love it. I will always go to movies. Uh, I don't want to watch everything in my own home, you know, by myself. I want to go and be in the company of others. I just want to see John Moore on the big screen. You I want will. to see that, too. You did. You'll see it again, my towering you'll forehead. In, you'll be able to see him in your home soon enough. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. It's Thanks. time for the news.